Christian Parenting. Are you struggling to balance your modern life and your faith? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Legacy Dads Podcast with Dave and Dante, offering biblical-based wisdom and that weekly dose of what truly works in men's lives. The Legacy Dads Podcast, real men, authentic faith. Here are your hosts of the Legacy Dads Podcast. They're authentic, transparent, and not always politically correct. Dave and Dante. Hey everyone, this is Dante from Legacy Dads. Uh, uh, I think, you know, in this last 10 days of just pure gluttony, uh, sugar, cookies, carbohydrates, just everything, like, uh, man, I, you know, wow. I, I, I'm spent, you know, I'm like overstimulated with conversation, friends, family. I don't know about you, Dave, but like, this is a time of the year, you know, the last week of December, coming into the new year, resolutions and all that. And I'm not a big resolution guy because I found over the years that, you know, within the first month, typically, you know, for those of us that joined a health club that never used that membership that we joined a health club or everything else and all that, it just kind of comes to a way, you know, by the wayside. And, you know, we have more regret than we do accomplishment. And so I, I look back and I just say, you know what? end of the year, it's a good time for us to reflect, talk about things to come. And, you know, some themes that I think really hit us are identity and what do we do with that? So, you know, Dave, you know, post-Christmas, coming into last week, reflection, thought process, what's been going on in your world? Besides, you know, I mean, you and Mandy probably did a marathon the day after Christmas and just said, we got to get physically fit. Well, I mean, this is the day after Christmas. No, we have not run a marathon uh, today yet. (laughs) So, man, things are good. We didn't have too many iguanas fall out of trees. Uh, it did get a little bit chilly. So, um, you know, it is what it is. We went to the beach. I will not tell you if we went in or not. It just, we went to the beach. And uh, and what's the water temperature there? I mean, is it is it palpable? I mean, can you go in or? You can go in. Okay. Yeah. All right. You, might you know, some like of it. us. Some of us, you know, go into ice, you know, like on Lake yeah. Michigan, but, you know, we don't have like per se the ocean that we can just kind of stroll right out and, you know, yeah. egg, eggs over my hammy and all that. That's right. So this, this podcast is for men, husbands, fathers in all stages of life where we promote and advocate proven biblical principles for leaving a lasting legacy. With that, I'm going to say two things for you. Galatians 5, 16 to 24 says this, but I say... Walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to teach each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, um, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions and divisions. And then we read about the fruit of the spirit. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that for those who love God, all things are at work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, for those of us, it's a big one for me. It's the Super Bowl of scripture in the sense of just giving you and equipping you and, and giving you the weapons by which to fight the ways of the enemy. So all of that, Dave, these two verses I bring up to start today's podcast in reflection, in in knowing who we are and identity and where we're going, and just looking forward to what 2023 is bringing to us. And so with that, you know, this is a time for some that are, are struggling. 
either in a season of depression, because we, we have to be honest, this can have that effect on love of a lost ones, you know, loss of loved ones that, you know, maybe uh, alcohol or maybe some other things that have you separated. Maybe it's, you know, divorce, maybe it's just loss, maybe it's addictions. Maybe it's, you know, you're trying to quit porn, you're trying to do this, you're trying to do something different. And every time that you try to do it your way, um, it always backfires or always causes more comp uh, complications. And I think from that standpoint here is as I reflect and I look back and some things that I, I did not like about the last six months or, or things I'm working on and where I want to go, you know, not getting caught up in the things that, you know, caused me to trigger, you know, pride, lust, you know, two of my big ones. And, and what can I do to equip myself to put on the armor of God and to walk in ways in, into that narrow path. And I think for me, it's, you know, being around like-minded men that take the gospel of Jesus Christ seriously, being accountable when you fall is confessing that to a brother, not that a brother can forgive you and only God can, but confessing that you're giving your brother permission to take a proverbial two by four in your life and say, knock that crap off. And so all that being said is these are things that I'm looking forward to is not repeating the same old mess that, you know, I've struggled with, but, going and, and getting further in the race to where I can bless others and bring others along the way. So as I say these things, Dave, is we're unpacking the, the last week of December going into a new year. What resonates with you? What What's on your mind? Tell our listeners. Yeah. So when you look at, when you look at resolutions, right, that's usually a decision to either change something or do something or not do something because you believe something about yourself, right? So if you, if you think that uh, you could be in better shape. Well, then you're going to eat better or work out more or do something like that. If you uh, believe you need to be stronger in faith and maybe you resolve to read the Bible every day, I think probably we could all make that resolution. If you wish, if you, uh, if you think you could be more grateful, maybe you would resolve to, you know, write more thank you notes. If you believe yourself, you know, like whatever you believe that impacts your behavior, right? So if you believe you're a peacemaker, then you're going to do things that keep the peace. And so I think all of these things are tied to our identity because what we believe impacts our behavior. And I think when those two things get lined up, you know, the, the summation of all of that is kind of our identity. And so we find our identity in all of these different things, right? We find it in relationship status and what we drive and what we own and what we have and our grades, our reputation, you know, whatever wealth we have. But also I think, you know, when you look at some of the things that we struggle with, I think that ties into our identity quite a bit as well, right? We think about being broken or unloving or unloved or abandoned. Um, and there's just all kinds of different ways that that kind of takes form. <clears throat> you know, back in high school, did you have a letter jacket? Like, you know, when you went to high school, you know, had all your stuff on it, you know, it says I did this and this, and this is my year and my name. And, you know, I had one of those and I remember all the different patches and everything on it. Well, that was my identity in high school, right? Like that was who Dave was in high school as a water polo player, as a swimmer. I had, the, you know, all these different things. And if you were to think about it, if you think about the different ways that you would describe yourself, like think about a letter jacket and then like, what does that letter jacket say about you? Okay. And so I think when we look at making resolutions, right, we always tend to look back and we say, oh man, what are the things that I messed up on this year? What could I have improved or what could I have made better? And then we're like, okay, well, I'm going to do these things in order to get that right. 
I'll tell you what, Dante, if we don't have one thing straight, then whatever resolution we are going to make is not going to happen. If we, we have got to understand who God made us to be. One of the best stories about that is from Judges, right? When you look at Judges, if you were to read a, like a, a cliff note version of Judges, you see Israel serving the Lord and then they fall into sin and idolatry because they get complacent. Then they get enslaved and then they cry out to God and then God raises up a judge and then Israel is delivered and then they go on serving the Lord again and they fall into sin and idolatry like it's this over and over and over again. And in Judges 6, you see this, this guy named Gideon. And we know about Gideon because he is the one who leads 300 men to go defeat an army of like 135,000 Midianites or something crazy like that, right? But God, right? This is a but God story. But if you go into the first couple verses of chapter 6, specifically in verses 11 to 18, in there, right, we see Gideon like beating wine in a wine, uh, beating wheat in a wine press, not in a good location. Uh, we see him just living in caves and dens, you know, with his family because they were scared of the Midianites and all this other stuff that was going on. And he's talking with an angel of the Lord and the angel of the Lord says, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. I'm pretty certain at that point, Gideon was probably like, who in the world are you talking to crazy angel figure? Uh, you have no idea who I am, but like when we look at the behaviors and we look at the beliefs of what Gideon believed about himself, everything lines up. And so he didn't see his identity as a mighty man of valor, but the angel of the Lord who then reveals himself to be the Lord, like he tells him like, this is your identity. Okay. And so long story short, through a series of you know questions and answers and a couple of other things with some fleece and some dew and some other stuff, you can read rest of Judges 6 for that. Gideon is essentially able to lead these men uh, to defeat the Midianites, to drive them out of their land because he assumed his kingdom identity. It wasn't like he resolved to be like, oh, I resolved to beat wine, you know, beat the wheat in a, in a better location, or I resolved to do this. No, that's not at all what happened. He looked at his identity and he was like, I'm a mess. I've got this backwards. And he was so far off, Dante, that he got to the point where he was like, okay, if you're really the Lord, like, you know, just stay here until I bring this present back. And if you're really the Lord, like, you know, leave the fleece dry, but make the ground wet. Okay. Make the, make the fleece wet, but make the ground dry. Like all these different tests and things. Like he was so far gone in his identity and thank God for the gracious and loving God that he is because he's just like, this is your kingdom identity. I'm going to make sure that you understand this and I'm going to take care of you. And then you're going to go do amazing things for the kingdom. And so all of that to say, Dante, I'm not a huge fan of resolutions either. The statistics, you can read statistics. You can look at those things. Chances are, if you try and make a resolution, it's going to fall off. If I look at the past year, I had resolved to read, you know, this many books in the year. I was done by probably, I think, April, right? But the only reason I lasted so long was because I'd said, oh, hey guys from Legacy Dads, like, let's do this together. And I had a couple others that were reading the books and, and life just got busy and I just, I didn't make it a priority anymore. But- when I think about, you know, my identity and God, if I'm struggling with certain things, if I'm struggling with some of those things that you talked about, Nante, pornography or addictions or, you know, wrong relationships or feeling unloved or abandoned, right? Those are those things that the enemy wants you to believe are true about you. If you were able to shed those things and you're able to look at, okay, who does God call me to be? Is God, am I a mighty man of valor, right? Or like what, what has God made me to be? Uh, then I think any resolution that you're going to make is going to stick, but you've got to have that kingdom identity on first before anything else.
So I think, Dave, the identity piece is really a huge part. And I appreciate like when you and Jeff and Josh were up here in October, uh, just being a weekend with godly men, you know, being able to break bed with you one on one, picking up the other guys, having you guys all over at my house, just the realizing that there are so many more people out there doing God's work in, in unique ways of who God made each and every one of us to be. It was just like eye-opening to me of of realizing how important the health and well-being of you as a Christian, knowing your identity, knowing that God has specifically made you a, 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 in a purposeful way, and and being able to ask God, okay, what is it you want me to know about myself? What do you want me to know right now? And what do you want me to do with this knowledge of self and identity and with what you want me to know right now and in building your kingdom? And I love these questions. Jeff likes to ask these questions. Is purpose driven? Where are we going with it? Why are we going with it? Is it for my kingdom or for God's kingdom? And I think when we start getting kingdom focused in our mind, it's no longer about serving the needs by which hold us prisoner, you know, taking our thoughts captive, casting our fears and anxieties on the Lord Jesus Christ. These are pertinent scripture verses about getting out of our own self, getting out of our own way, getting out of our own condemnation from things we struggle with and knowing that God made us for a unique purpose to build his kingdom. And the crazy thing in saying this and challenge listeners, if you want in scripture is that God does have a plan for each and every one of us and that he chooses to use us. Yes. Broken sinners. And just in, in ways that just builds his kingdom and with a little faith and, and trust what we can accomplish in his will is, is amazing things. And if we really acted in that faith, you know, a faith that we read that could even move mountains, I have no doubt if we would get out of our own way and get out of the enemy's lies and get out of his traps and just put on that, that self. And, you know, I want to go back to Romans eight, cause I was just a reminder of me, like when I'm really struggling, when I'm really down, just some key takeaways that I've highlighted, underlined little notes next to it. Romans 8, 1 and 2, you know, 8, 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Skip down, you know, to 5b, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. And we read, where do we set our minds? Colossians 3, practicing living holy. Set your mind on things above. Set your, your, your eyes on things above. And then you script down a little bit. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Okay, if I'm stuck in sinful nature stuff, how am I pleasing God? And so those things that take me away from his kingdom mission, his, his mind of what he's asking me to do uniquely is get myself out of these things. Grab a brother if you're a man. Grab a sister if you're a woman and confess to them that you need help that you need to be unstuck and you need to go forward. You know, you turn the page in my Bible and we go into, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, and we know those who profess the name Jesus, that's true. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who lives in you. You scroll down a little bit further because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons and we can say daughters of God. Go down, but you receive the spirit of sonship and the same way we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. He calls us adopted sons and daughters of the holy living one. 
Two more verses, Dave. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. For those who God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. If God is for us, who can be against Lastly, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through who, whom, through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor the powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And the things that I just read to you, listener, hearing Dave talking about Gideon, oh, mighty man of valor, put your identity on, Gideon. Put your identity on, David. Put your identity on, Dave. Put your identity on, Dante. I've made you for a specific purpose of my kingdom. Are you going to do your will today or my will? And those that are in the sinful nature stuff are not pleasing God. So that's my will, right? What am I doing to move out of my will, my sinful nature, and moving into the new creation that God has given us? And so these are things that I want to sharpen us for, gravitate us to, and looking forward to the things of the future and the hope that we have through Jesus Christ into putting on the identity that God has uniquely given each and every one of us to go and make disciples, teaching them and admonishing them by not just hearing the words, but doing what they're saying sharpen us into what look to look forward to, to tomorrow. Dave, what say you? I want to go back to Romans 8, 1. It says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay. So where does the condemnation come from? 100% that condemnation comes from the enemy. Yeah. The enemy, the the evil one. Yeah. There's, there's no point in scripture where God says, oh, you're inadequate or you're unbroken, you know, or you're an idiot. Like there's nowhere in the Bible Right? The enemy is the one that wants to separate us from God because he hates. I said this when I was up at Grit. God, like Satan hates when we become Christians because he's like, like now I got another one, right? And so he uses all of these different words and all these different false beliefs. And you know, maybe it's years or decades of people hearing these things where we just kind of assume that's our identity, right? And that's where we find ourselves living in fear, right? When we hear these things for so long and we're just scared of like trying to put up a fight anymore. And so that's when we start finding ourselves threshing wheat in a wine press. Or maybe we've done something in the past, you know, and we find ourselves living in in shame and that's why we cover ourselves up with leaves and hide from from God walking in the garden. Or maybe we've done something and and nobody else knows about it, but we're so filled with guilt and, and we find ourselves weeping outside bitterly like Peter did because he denied Jesus three times. Like these fear, the shame and the guilt, that's the condemnation that is coming from the enemy. And when we live in that, it is going to cause certain behaviors and beliefs, or sorry, that belief is going to lead to behaviors and that's going to become our identity. But what I would encourage people to do is say, okay, well, if those things come from the enemy, then what does God say about his people? And I'm going to rattle off some verses for you and we're just going to go through these. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So that says you are heard. God hears you. 
2 Timothy 1 chapter, sorry, chapter 1 verse 7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. God does not fill you with fear. There is no reason to be living in fear. You are given from God power and love and discipline. John 15 uh, verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask of the father in my name, he may give it to you. You are set apart and you are significant and you have a special purpose in the kingdom of God. Ephesians 1 verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. You are forgiven. What you have done is not counted against you. What Christ did is counted for you. There's nothing that you have done. There's nothing that you will do that is not covered by the blood of Jesus on the cross. God is bigger than all of that. And you don't need to be living with the guilt any longer. You're forgiven when you're in him. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You, my brothers and sisters, you are redeemed. He doesn't see you as a former sinner or in light of who you once were. He sees you as a new creation. Romans 8, 37 and 30 through 39. Know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord where our earthly relationships have failed. Our heavenly relationship with God the Father remains steadfast. You are loved. And then finally, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exalt over you with loud singing. God is so enthralled by you, and he appreciates you, and he exalts over you with loud singing. How amazing is that? Those are the words that say, like, this is what God thinks about you. You want to figure out what your kingdom identity is? Look at those verses, and I will put them in the show notes, and you can start there, because that, when you are in Christ Jesus, that is your identity. And when you start to believe those things about yourself, that's when the resolutions are going to start to happen, and that's what we like to call the fruit of what happens in your life. Uh, and that just brings us right back to our great conference and the question that was asked, like, who told you that? And so the enemy, you know, prowls around to seek and destroy. He doesn't want to mute you. He doesn't want to silence you. He doesn't want to compromise you. He wants to destroy you. And in this is having the identity of, of good mental health, of, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually being in the right frame of mind to be able to address the identity. So if you've got bad thoughts about yourself, you're putting yourself down, you're your worst enemy. Uh, one of the exercises we had, one of the guys that came worship leader in our church and shared just about his his depression and stuff that he deals with. He put two chairs uh, facing each other and his, his counselor told him, okay, all the things that you're saying about yourself, all the things that you believe to be true or that you put yourself down, you sit in that chair and you tell me what you don't like about yourself, this person. And just he took that exercise and just said all of these negative and just hateful and spiteful things about himself. And then he had him go 
into the person that he wants to be in Christ and what God made him to be. And as a dad, as a husband, as a worship leader, as a guy that just has a heart for those of the least of these and say, tell me now who God says that you are. And in seeing the two exercises, the thing that was monumental for him freeing himself from this bondage of self, you know, annihilation was um, I am a child of God. He has equipped me with special and unique gifts and I'm doing these gifts. And what his counselor said with this, the therapist said is, if anybody else treated you or your wife or your kids like that, would you have them have permission to speak into your life? And the answer was never. Yet you speak to yourself that way every day that you wake up. And so back to you said earlier, the unholy trinity, fear, shame, and guilt if we're living life out of shame, we're living life out of fear, we're living life out of guilt, we're not living the abundant life that God has freed us into, and that's being a child, an adopted child, a son, a daughter of Jesus Christ. We are brother and sister to Jesus through the adoption of God the Father. And so he advocates through us that Jesus is God, the Holy Trinity in perfect community, coming to us and not only leaving this earth, being at the right hand of the Father, he gives us his spirit in each and every one of us that even when we don't know what to say, the spirit guides us. So are we walking in step with his spirit? Are we walking in ability to know that, yes, I'm wearing the identity, who you made me to be. Now, Lord, where do you want me to go with that? And I think when you get into that mental health, you know, your body is a temple of the living God. So there's pounds on you that you don't like right now. There is some mental bad attitude that you have toward you or toward other loved ones. You know, your body is a holy temple of the living God. And if I'm letting things come in through my mind, through my soul, my spirit, you know, my body, and I'm not living to how God calls me, there are some things that need to go. You need to take the old and throw that out with the old sinful nature, and you need to put on the new self. And so making healthy choices physically, mentally, spiritually, and sitting there saying, I need to get with other men. Okay, that's a spiritual decision. I need to be in accountability. Maybe that's spiritual and physical. We had a group of 10 guys. We had one guy that we called Big Mike, and he he got on a scale that the scale couldn't even measure him. And these five guys, Bill, Mike, and you know, there's other other guys in our men's ministry, decided they they were going to get into brutal accountability and do a weigh-in every week. And now we don't call Big Mike Big Mike anymore. We call him Mini Mike because he's he's a frame of what he is, but he's still a big presence because he's unbelievable. And the thing about what these men did is taking that they wanted to be serious with the word of God. They wanted to be serious with others. They wanted to be serious in accountability. They changed the the outcome of insanity of doing the same thing over and over again. And so my, my challenge to you guys, as you reflect on this last week, is putting on that identity that God gave each and every one of you. And if you don't know what that is, Go with others that are humble, you know, leaders in your church, leaders in your men's group, leaders around you that you respect through their humility. We talked about the vulnerability, humility. Grab that brother and say, I need to figure out who my identity in Christ is. Can you help me in this journey? And doing that. And and all I'm saying is if you guys are willing to commit to that, to sharpen each other, sharpen each other, like Dave, we talk about mentorship and we talk about training, is when the, the greatest thing about mentoring or walking with others is it, it's a two-way street, right? So I feel like when I walk with somebody, if somebody asks me to mentor them, doing it the way that the word of God calls us to do, 
it's kind of like unbelievably selfish on my part because they don't even realize it. They appreciate that you're willing to walk with them, hold them accountable and do other stuff. But I got to tell you, self-confession here, I get so much more for them from them than I ever get to get to them. Because what I say points to scripture, points to accountability, points to truth. They're just taking the very words of God that we're using. But when I see the Lord moving in their lives and they just take that step of faith and they all of a sudden are putting on, like you said, that identity, just wow, Dave, just wow. <clears throat> you know what happens when you, when you put on your identity with, you know, that God gave you? Pretty amazing things, right? When Gideon yep. did that, he went and destroyed the altar that his uh, that his father had built to Baal. Uh, in Judges seven, he we talked about he led the three hundred men to go defeat the Midianites. He did, killed the kings of Midian, uh, Zeba and Zaluma, and then the the Israelites had rest for forty years. And you know the the Bible is full of examples, and I'm sure there are other examples in your own personal life, listeners, of people who have found kind of you know what God has called them to be. And they go and do different things, right? I mean, Moses was 80 years old. He was wanted for murder when he began his ministry. Jacob Jacob was a schemer of schemers, right? God knew him pretty well. Elijah and Jeremiah, they both suffered from depression, but look what they were able to do. That's right. We, we talk about mental health issues and look what they did. Hosea, huh, he couldn't keep a marriage together. Now, granted, you know, I think God was maybe using that marriage as, as an illustration for what happened with between him and the, and the Israelite people, but he couldn't do it. Amos, he was a farmer. He wasn't a minister by any stretch of the imagination. Didn't have any training. Peter tried to kill a dude with a sword. Right? John Mark, well, he quit. He gave up. He was like, I can't do this. Paul, I mean, we talk about earthly relationships. He and Barnabas couldn't really figure things out for a little while. And so you look at all of these different ways that the Bible illustrates like, hey, look, here are the issues that we understand surround humanity because we're broken and we're fallen, right? But look what I'm still able to do through these people. And that's my encouragement for mm. you is when you when you find your kingdom identity, when you just kind of sit and rest with God for a little while and just say, okay, man, what is it that you that you have called me to be because I'm really struggling with these things in the past? You know, I'm struggling for maybe crimes that I've committed or I'm struggling with mental health issues. Or I'm struggling because my marriage fell apart or I'm struggling because, you know, I've, I've been jobless or I, I, you know, I've struggled with anger, like addictions, all of these different things. God, I confess these things to you and the enemy wants me to, to believe that these are who make, who, uh, who identify me. But God, there's something bigger and I just want to, I just want to know what that is, man. I just, you just give that to God. And just ask him to be present in your life, and I guarantee he's gonna he's gonna be there. I mean, the scripture says so, uh, and so that's what I would encourage our listeners for the end of the year is just take some time over this next week or so, and you know if you're if you're gonna make a resolution, more power to you. But what I would say is, hey, where's your identity at right now? Are you are you living in Christ? Are you fully submitted to Christ? Um, because as soon as you're starting to do that, then God will be able to do amazing things through you. It's good words, Dave, and a great way to wrap this up and end this podcast. Uh, for our listeners, uh, you know, we have some special things coming forward in 2023. Um, we're going to continue to do the organic legacy dads, Dave and I, you know, some special guests along the way on our usual Monday. But, you know, you're going to see guests, uh, authors, writers, uh, people that have uniquely set of gifts 
personalities and all that coming on Thursday. And so you'll, you'll get a little bit of a double dose of legacy dads and, and some other guests and uh, people that we affirm. But we also want to continue to encourage you to actively engage Dave and Dante. You can reach us at Dave at LegacyDads.org, Dante at LegacyDads.org. Find us on Instagram, closed Facebook group. We're there. Uh, no reason why not to reach out. Let us know that you know, you're hearing us. Let us know how God's moving in your life, some things that you want us to touch on, some things that you want to just say, I'm going to do differently because I'm going to put on this identity that they're talking about, and I'm going to act out of that identity. I, I think it's a great way just to say thank you for all that you do. Thank you for everything that you continue to bless Dave and I with and letting us be a part of your weekly uh, reminders and, and just sharpening of who, you, who has God made you to be. Indeed. Couldn't say it better myself. Happy New Year, Dante. Happy New Year, my brother. Have a great right, have a great end of the year. Take care. Yeah. God bless. Talk to you later. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legacy Dads Podcast with Dave and Dante. Real men, authentic faith. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit LegacyDads.org and on Facebook.com slash LegacyDads and on Twitter at Legacy underscore Dad. If you enjoyed today's episode, please review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time on the Legacy Dads Podcast. Real men, authentic faith.